Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. So I guess this is the time to say that Get Heavy is now presented by Fatty Vegan. That's right. 805. 805. Um, Ventura's newest. Almost, it's so new, it's not even here yet. Ventura's yep. newest vegan punk hangout. But you don't have to be vegan and you don't have to be punk to hang out. Oh, I just made that up. <laughs> I literally just made that up. Yep. So As we're officially, we have our first official sponsor and it's Fatty Vegan. First official sponsor, Fatty Vegan, sponsoring right. the Get Heavy podcast. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. So January yeah. 20th is a big opening date. Right? January 20th is our big opening day. We're How, opening- give me a rundown. How, are you guys going to be doing phone orders? You got to order at the counter? What's um, the uh, we, think, we think we're just going to start off. Uh, with a, we're, I mean, we don't think we're just going to start off with like, just come up in order, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't really know what we're getting ourselves into yet. Right. Uh, we don't really have like, you know, we're not really hiring people. We don't, we don't, we're not in the position to be able to hire people. Yeah. So we're doing it all ourselves right now. So we want to make sure that we don't, uh, you know, over promise and right. not perform. So we're trying to, under anyways, uh, we're not going to do phone orders. Basically, is what I was saying. Yeah, uh, it'll be just walk up only, uh, takeout and delivery. Everything's based on COVID life right now. You guys are going to do delivery? No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Or just take out only. Take, take out, out only. only. Take out only. Hit him uh, with the address, dude. Hit him with the address. Three two five South Borcher Drive in Ventura, lovely Midtown, behind the big lots, the big yeah. parking lot. That's right. Dude. And uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be fun. We're hoping it'll be good. Follow us, Fatty Vegan 805 on Instagram and Facebook right now. Beautiful. <sighs> I'm so stoked for you guys, man. I'm sure that first month is going to be chaos. <laughs> I Having two so. people that have never really ran a restaurant, I'm sure you guys are going to do fine. But I hope obviously, so. Sean fucking has that shit under control as far as the food. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like, I mean, like, with, like, Strummers and, with Strummers and Fresno, I work right. at it. Yeah. So like, and that's a full blown restaurant. So it's like I know what to do. Right. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's exciting. It's actually fun to have like something with a deadline and like mm-hmm. be kind of creative in yeah. like a year of like so much uncreativity for me personally. You know. Yeah. And the food they eat. I mean, the pictures on Instagram. If you guys go to Instagram, uh, Fatty yeah. Vegan Eight Hundred Five. Uh, the food looks, I'm not a vegan, but I will be there eating as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want one of them Philly yeah, sandwiches. Gotta, I need yeah. myself some tacos. I need yeah, we gotta, all those things. Yeah, and, we, and we're naming everything uh, after like bands or songs or something like that or some kind of punk. It's a punk reference of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we have the Stalag 13 sandwich, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a Philly cheesesteak. <clears throat> and there was a venue <clears throat> in Philadelphia called Stalag 13. Oh, okay. There you go. So that's why I was like, well, it, it was like an old DIY punk venue. Okay. And I'm like, well, we could call it the Stalag 13 because we have Stalag 13 here and they have Stalag 13 in Philadelphia. Ooh, nice. So that was how I fucking tied that one together. Fucking A, man. Yeah, well, I'm stoked for you, man. January 20th, couple weeks, guys. It'll be January fucking... 20th. 
Banging. Open, open Wednesday through Sunday, right? Wednesday through Sunday, yeah. Two to two to nine, two to nine ish on during on Wednesday and Thursday, and then ten thirty a.m. to nine ish Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. Wow, stoked, man. Well, congratulations, man. I hope it goes well. Thanks. It should be uh, should be fun. And on another note, um, our you can check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash getheavypodcast. Uh, dollar a month will get you early access to the episodes. We're going to be putting up a bunch more content on there. And also we still have the merchandise at Big Cartel. Uh, uh, I think it's getheavypodcast at bigcartel.com. Um, check that out. You can find all their masks and shit like that there. And then, uh, you know, the new year is going to be hopefully pretty fun. How you guys doing? Uh, Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, just chilling, not doing much, you know, just trying to play some guitar, hang out, not yeah. get sick. Yeah, Jake, this is the homie Craig. Craig, this is Jake. How you doing, Craig? Nice Pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah. You too, buddy. Yeah. What up, bud? Fuck. I not much, you. dude. Yeah. Just laying low, you know. Uh, went to Phoenix, actually, a couple weeks ago for, like, a week, so that was Oh, so cool. you were trying to get COVID. <laughs> yeah basically but uh it was kind of an emergency thing unfortunately yeah. so oh, i had to go out there for some stuff and um but otherwise yeah dude not really much just really not doing much just taking walks we have yeah. a few cats so just taking care of the cats yeah 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 damn dude yeah yeah dude so um this is our pod we just uh we just kind of chit chat about like life nice like, dude happiness you know what i mean just that's cool man i'm always down to in, see how everyone see how everyone's doing you know uh but yeah man fucking uh so you just been laying low pretty much been- yeah dude i mean there's really obviously as you know the whole industry is just shut down so yeah. there's no point in doing much we've been practicing a little bit and just kind of like working on some new song ideas and stuff like that but i don't know we might try to record something in the next month or two but it's hard okay. to say okay yeah, so just we were talking about going out to vegas to record with a guy out there but it's just we really want to risk like going out there right now when it's not like essential like there's no like total timeline to like need to do it so right where right. do you yeah. live at it's gonna kind of chill where do you live uh i'm in, like west hollywood pretty much oh, like okay. melrose and la brea is la so, seem like as much as a shit show as they're making it sound like on the news Here's the window. Um, Dude, Hollywood looks a lot shittier than I remember. It's a lot shittier. There's a bank right there, so it kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's just fucking a whole lot of just hanging out and not doing shit, really, dude. Just fucking playing a lot of guitar, though, so that's cool. My wife is, uh, I've been teaching her guitar, so. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Liza's been learning some some metal licks. I've been teaching her some Slayer, like, just basic, like, palm eating kind of stuff and, and shit just trying to get her to like play metal a little bit so it's fun right, right 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 are we doing a husband wife uh duo band here pretty soon then is that what we're working eventually on? yeah no i don't know we'll see we'll see i'm but always she's trying to teach those, me some piano too i'm always shocked at the bands that tour as like husband and wife and shit i'm like how how does yeah, that, how? yeah i mean I, I love my wife but oh my god man like on tour <laughs> for I think it would bring a whole another weird, yeah, dynamic to <laughs> yeah. it's already, you know. But being in a band, it's like a marriage, anyways. Like it being, is. you know, John can testify to that. But we're on the road; we're pretty much married to like six, seven other dudes. Yeah, so it's pretty much not all your time. It's like pretty much what everyone wants to do. So yeah, man, I, I spent years touring, and you really, you know, me and John toured a lot together back in the day. And oh, cool. Just, 
it, you te it tests every ounce of your fucking patience and living uh, being, you know, at certain times. But you know. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's great, you know, but you have to just kind of learn. But I, I think it's a great tool because it's taught us all to like be patient in crazy situations. And if you're broke down somewhere for a day or two and you're just stuck in the middle of nowhere, you can't just freak out and like go home or something like you have to deal with it and figure it out. So that's, that's kind of what we've been doing. Right. So yeah. this is, you know, kind of prepared us for this whole weird fucking lockdown thing in a way. Like I always tell people whenever I was like, dude, what's it like to tour? Like, how are you able to go on tour? This and that? I'm like, I'm like, dude, 90% of touring is getting along with your people. Yeah. The other 10% is like, do you know what I mean? Like, but if you're, if you're, you could be the best at whatever, but if you're a completely fucking unbearable fucking piece of shit, yeah. it's like, no one's going to want to tour with you. No, it's so true. You know, you have to you be know? a team player. You have to really be beyond like, yeah, just being, I mean, you have to be good at what you do, but it's, I'm exactly with you on that. Like I'd rather go out with a dude. That's just a way better hangout that is you know still great at what they do but you know then some fucking gnarly insane like maybe the best in the world but if they're gonna be a fucking nightmare or something then yeah you know all that you can't up. you just can't dude you can't live with you know you can't be with someone i've gone on a, a couple of disaster tours where i wasn't in a band yeah. and it was amazing to watch <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. like, I was just selling merch and like and it was older dudes that like they kind of put all these players together to do this tour and it went so fucking south so fast. Uh, like, and it, yeah. I mean, we made it halfway through the tour. People are flying home. People are fucking quitting. And I was like, this is insane. Like, cause I've done grimy, dirty touring, you know, with John and shit. And, but we all get along and we're all in it together. But like when you have a group of guys that barely fucking know each other and then just figure out on tour, they can't stand each other either. It's almost nothing worse, you know? Yeah, you can't force the chemistry that you really need to sort of have in, in that situation. And we learned it, like, the hard way and just over the years. But we were also young when we went out that we were able to just kind of deal with whatever came our way, I think. If you're, like, already sort of rooted in, like, your way and you're just going out with these other, like, pros that are rooted in their way, like, mm -hmm. that would be, yeah, you never know how that chemistry is going to be. You know, that could be kind of weird. Yeah, especially if you're the odd man in stepping, like, if you're the odd man out stepping into a preset thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's totally. just, it's the di you got a whole dynamic that you got to learn, and then... And I'm very spoiled. Weird, I've man. been in this band, only just this band. Like, I've only been in Strung Out. I've, I've jammed with some other, you know, little side things here and there, but nothing I ever want to put real time into. And, uh, you know, so I've only had this one band and this one experience. So I'm really fortunate with that. I know a lot of dudes have had to like jump gigs and that can be cool too, I imagine. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of spoiled in regard that I've just had this one gig the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, how's your, how's your psyche with not sh doing shows? Are you, are you in the brethren of like, okay, look, it's like, like there's some people that are like, I fucking miss it. I fucking need to get back like right away. I'm losing my yeah. mind. And then well, there's other people. There's other people that are like, "It's gonna come back." I'm enjoying the break. Yeah, you know? well, you have to be in that second group. You have to, because otherwise, just you're gonna be a gnarly. Like, I don't know, dude. It's gonna drive you so crazy. Like, I think at first we were all like that. You know, at first yeah. we were like, "Okay, this is a temporary thing. Like, what's this gonna be like a couple months?" And then it became this indefinite thing. And everything got pushed back and scrapped for the whole year. So you just had to learn to accept it and kind of be like, all right, I'm just going to like make, 
maintain myself. I'm going to keep myself like I'm going to keep the car tuned in the garage right. while the fucking, you know, the, while the, while the roads are getting built and you know, that you just have to kind of take care of yourself and be ready. Cause dude, it's going to be like, you know, the last show I played was the last November 23rd, which is over a year now. So that was, it's going to be that was the last too. that was the last show, huh? That was the last one I did. They did a few shows in Australia that I oh, didn't get right. my visa never got granted for some fucking ridiculous reason. Right. So, right. uh, yeah, so I didn't do those shows, but yeah, that last show I did was over a year ago. So it's weird to have a year off. Like I've never had a whole year since yeah. I joined the band, you know, I've never had a year off since I was yeah. 17 basically. So it's weird, but it's cool. You know, like you just have to stay on top of yourself. I've been doing pretty good with guitar. I've actually played probably more guitar since I've been home than I would be on the road. Cause right. you know, when you're on tour, like the last thing you want to do is like really touch your instrument until it's like time to play or time to do sound check. Like the rest yeah. of the day, you're like going to the hotel, you're trying to get rest. You're trying to just like grab a moment for yourself to like hang out. And like, I'm not going to be trying to like put my metronome on and just shred all day. So I've been playing way more. So I've actually advanced as a player. I'm sure this year, Nice. But, you know, it's just getting on stage again and being physically active and, like, doing that. That's going to be different. Like, that, you know, I mean, I, I, I walk and shit. <laughs> I walk. Um, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, me and my wife hike. Me and Liza will do stuff in the area. And, like, you know, I was doing push-ups and sit-ups, and I just don't care about that right now. Because right. when, when you don't have a date, when you don't have, like, this thing to look forward to, it's very challenging to be, like, well, I'm just going to maintain for, like, indefinitely. Yeah. and. In, in a year from now, it's like, it's probably something like, not like to equate it to being in jail, but um, like looking at the long term, like being like, I've got five years, I need to fucking do something with my life before I can have my old life back. So what do you do in that time? And, you know, you kind of have to have look at like that. Hopefully, it's only going to be another six to eight months before shows sort of start coming back. But it's so up in the air. It's so dependent on the vaccine and the success of that. And so dependent i mean we're gonna I, I don't know john i think shows are gonna be tied to bars very closely like the reopening of bars yeah. I, th- I yeah yeah totally and i mean i don't see like big things coming back for a minute but i don't even know what like i don't even know anymore to be quite well, honest no, yeah there's no you model know, for this maybe like uh, maybe education. stuff like like the size of like the el ray comes back and it only allows in 200 people yeah so you're gonna be dealing with limited capacities i think you'll be seeing outdoor uh events like yeah. field type show like maybe like sabroso type areas but instead of ten thousand people it's a thousand or something <gasps> you know you'll see that i mean you'll see bars start coming back at some capacity when a bar can be at like 50 percent capacity and there's enough vaccines out there that people aren't fucking just getting sick as fuck and, yeah. and flooding the hospitals then you can look at going, okay, we can have that capacity gathering. And being in a bar, dude, is like, you're sloppy, you're drinking, the whole like safety goes out the window. So it's kind of like a show, I think, because you can't ask people at a show to wear masks the whole time. You can't like, that's not going to fucking fly. And everything I've heard, it's like going to be like a mandatory vaccine to be allowed into the show to get the ticket or whatever. I don't know if like, I I just don't know if they can like, I I don't see how everything's going to be based on the venue, like mm-hmm. whatever the venue wants to do. Cause it's the local, it's their local jurisdiction of it. Uh, I have a hard time seeing them forcing a vaccine thing. Cause yeah. even, people, even some people that are getting vaccines are like, you know, they don't want to see someone forced to have to get one, you know? Sure. 
Yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy prospect, but I think that's gonna be across the board, just straight up. Like, you want to go to any event? Yeah, yeah. It's just, that I think it's gonna be rapid, te- rapid testing. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah. and, you know. But as musicians too, I mean, in this time, I mean, I cut my teeth. I'm sure you did playing in shitty bars that are, yeah. you know what I mean, that are struggling so bad right now. I think it's honestly yeah. like it's our responsibility as musicians to help these people over the next year get back to fucking normal you know what i mean so i yeah. i would hope that a lot of bigger bands like you guys would like scale down a little bit and play these bar shows and help bring people back for these small businesses rather than just going not that you guys would yeah. do this but going straight mm. to these large events and stuff like that because the, the yeah. fucking these places need help dude like i that's oh, my band sure. plays mainly in bars and you know shitty dive yeah. bars so i would hope yeah. that we all be able to like focus on that a little bit you know I think it'll yeah. be like I think it'll be like that just because like Jake says like I, or like we were saying like it big capacity is not coming back for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wh- who wants to go be in a a fucking area with fifty thousand people like at a baseball game? You know? Yeah, right. I would love to go to a baseball game, but I don't see them allowing fifty thousand people into a fucking not until these levels are down to where infections yeah. are down to whatever they consider an acceptable rate. But yeah, yeah it's gonna, this thing's always going to be out there. It's going to be like a you know, a it's a forever thing out there. It's a forever thing. So it's just how. What point do you go? We have to fucking go back. We have to open it up. Like there's going to be a point where you have to go. It's fucking circulated. Like the, yeah. the, the vaccine is being circulated. It's up to you. To, it's up. It's up to you if you want to get it, but. I think like any any like major ticket is gonna require it, you know. I think right. like I, I hear what you're saying. Like maybe you can find some like vets halls and like some local promoters. Like you know maybe we can go play Palmdale and like draw yeah. you know, fifty people in a two hundred cap room. Mm-hmm. But how do you even like the then the whole prospect of like how do you financially bring in the the, the income to yeah. put on a show? Like if the show requires a certain ticket price to bring in them the money just to just to operate the event you know not not to pay anyone anything pay anybody yeah so and that needs to be for us twenty dollars times 250 tickets times 300 tickets times 500 tickets whatever we're trying to do to offset that guarantee we're getting so and then the venues need, need to operate and they need to pay their staff they need to hire all that shit so yeah, you can't like, do that at half capacity, like unless the tickets are five hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's not. Know? It's not worth it. It's not worth it to do it at half capacity. It's like and, it's like yeah. we might as well just stay home. That's what I was like when these like like when these drive through shows were coming up, and like you know we were on a few text threads where you know people were talking about putting on events and stuff like that. I'm kind of just like, why even waste our time with thirty percent capacity? Yeah. You know it's just, I mean? it's not an economically, it doesn't work. And it's not like, it's not like it's something where, you know, we're, we're looking for that constant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not looking for this one event a month. No, no. You know, that's not our lives. Right. Exactly. And even that would be, yeah, it'd be hard for, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Cause we were coming from a situation where we were concerned about the market being flooded. Right. Like we were concerned yeah. about too many events. Yeah. Too many tours, too many package tours, yeah. all this shit. Like we had to team up with like good bands all the time to do any sort of real numbers. So because it's like everyone, cause everyone was touring cause everyone's touring. So, I mean, this is cool that that resets all of that and totally recharges like the demand and all that. So do you it's feel really like, special. do you feel like we're going to lose a lot of bands? You know what I mean? After this, like, 
I, I feel like a yeah, lot of bands are like, we're done. <laughs> well, like, I mean? well, unfortunately, so it might like, level the playing what? field again, you know? I mean, Alexi Leho passed away today or last yeah. night. And he was 41. He's younger than me. So, I mean, it's just shit happens. And what sucks is a lot of bands were on their last leg. You know, they had a right. maybe couple years left in their touring career. They're old dudes. And for whatever reason, everything from Motley Crue up to like Deep Purple or whatever fucking, you know, dudes are out there. Those cats aren't going to be going back to no. this until it's significant. I mean, till it's, I don't know, like if this vaccine is really 95% effective or 90% effective and you get it and you're safe, then I guess the dudes will go out and, and, and do it. But it just, I think we're going to see touring coming back to the States last, unfortunately. I think I we're going to see touring. Yeah, like Canada, Europe, we'll see those markets come back before us. So it's like, can we get the vaccines to go and get into those markets to perform? So, you know, we're going to have to wait our, our, our time till April or May or whatever I'm hearing. And the problem, and the problem with other countries doing it and not us is we're not going to be able to go there because we're going to have to quarantine for two weeks before we, you know what I mean? It'd be like, you have to go for three weeks before your tour. Well, that would be what it is now. You know, That's what it would take now. but if, if you're vaccinated, maybe it won't be that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe then they're like, okay, show us your card or whatever the fuck you get. I mean, I would get, I would get a vaccination just because a, I don't believe in fucking all the conspiracy of vaccinations. I just don't. I yeah, you know, I got when when we were in Venezuela, I got some shit fucking put in my arm to go to Brazil. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's what I fucking do to travel. It's what I've always done. When I was going to yeah. go to South Africa, I was going to get like six fucking gnarly shots. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, I put so much fucking crazy shit in my body this year. Yeah. This last year, being stuck home and all these other people doing all this coke and fentanyl and shit, and you're concerned yeah. about this fucking yeah. shit. Like, okay, like. I agree. I'm. The, I don't know if I'd want to be first in line. Like, like right. let's kind of see the effects. But well, you're not going to be. You're a musician. You're going to be dead ass last in line. <laughs> yeah. None of these people concerned have the choice to get it right now. Like, it's right. got to go through millions of other people first. So we'll see if they turn into brain eating zombies and shit. Yeah. Then we'll see. Then maybe I won't get it. But maybe. Like I say, is it never? It never ends that cool. Yeah, yeah, it's never that cool. Everyone's always like, like, it's always like, this is coming. This is yeah. coming. And then it's like, all right, sweet. Look, I'm just right, not okay. concerned about like nanobots being in this shit and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like. And yeah. honestly, fuck it, dude. I'm 46. Well, I will be 46. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Um, it doesn't fucking Wait, matter. I'm, I'm halfway dead. dead. I mean, you're already I'll fucking do whatever dead. for the next five, 10 years to fucking mm. rock and roll, dude. That's my rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, but whatever yeah, it takes, it's, it's weird oh. shit. And I'm not saying that it needs to be a mandated force thing. Like, fuck that. Like, you. But can't if you want to go, that. if you want to go do these things, and you know, you you have the option. And, that, and that's the thing is, yeah. like, that's what the world is. The world There's gonna is be everything from theaters to Magic Mountain to fucking concerts to yeah. airplanes, probably. Like, it's just you want to go do I that. I don't know what's fucking gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you have to get vaccinations <laughs> to travel to other countries. Now you gotta get vaccination to be a fucking human and not die of fucking COVID. Yeah, they had to do this shit a hundred years ago. You know, they've, they'll have to do it in another hundred years if we're lucky. If it's not another ten to twenty years for some other yeah. fuck up virus yeah. pandemic. But yeah. like, look at this fucking dirty ass planet. Like, look at the way we live. Like, this is this shit all comes from fucking people eating bats fucking heads and shit. So yeah. you know, it was cool when Ozzy did it, but you can't have a whole country doing it. <laughs> yeah. What if Ozzy okay. was the guy? What if Ozzy was the guy that really started it? It just He's took that long. <laughs> He's, yeah. He's Ozzy, you know, you notice no one has actually really seen Ozzy. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's, that's all, true. it's that's all just true. Sharon 
releasing <laughs> statements. I mean, think about it, dude. Where, where was Black Sabbath on tour when Corona came out? China? That's true. They could have been in China. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Wuhan. He's like, hey, give me a bat from the wet market over there down on the street. You can buy shit anything you want. Yeah. So, you it know. It's it's just you know it's it's all bad, but you know I just fucking it's a weird time, dude. So we'll we'll see. It's just yeah. I, I I'm think, optimistic. I think things will be getting better. Hopefully, in six months, we'll be in a better position to look at stuff, and maybe shit won't be back. And but I mean, you know, I, I, I think in six months you're going to be in 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 some sort of a herd immunity type situation anyway, regardless whether you want mm-hmm. to or not. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's going to have to start coming back, you know. But if the difference yeah. between me and you and John jumping out and going on tour and playing shows is getting a fucking shot in your arm, sign me up, dude. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Totally, dude. Like, I'm I'm ready to do whatever it takes to rock, man. I'll, I'll get blood transfusions. I'll fucking yeah. I'll do I'll whatever it takes. Dude, what's Jake do? What's that thing in Jake's arm on stage? Yeah, he's, totally. He's, he's giving can, blood transfusions right now. He's we've all given a lot of blood for this band, all right? We've all shed a lot of blood and sweat and, you know, been killed in one way or another. So, yeah, you know, fuck it. It's all bonus time for me right now. So, I'm just happy. Uh, do you think uh do you think the do you think the coming socialist revolution is on its way? Do you think the civil war is about to happen? Right. Well, what it's going to be funny, right? Because all this shit's going down in the next couple of days with the Georgia election and then sort of uh you know everything with the electoral college and then I think Trump is seriously going to try to stay in the White House like on the 20th. Like oh I think my they may have to drag him out, which is fucking awesome. Dude, have- I-, I love this. I, I love his temper tantrum. The fact that he didn't just lose once; he lost sixty fucking times. <laughs> you know, he lost sixty cases. Like, yeah. and it's just been this whole clusterfuck of like the most crazy shit you've ever seen. Like, it's sad. It's real sad, but like, it's real fucking kind of funny too. It's just yeah. fucked up. So all I can do is laugh at these insane fucking things going on. It's just you know, we're in like a weird Wario world or something, dude. It's like a alternate universe. It it's feels just like, when reality I mean? TV, like, reality oh. TV took over such a gnarly part of our society and culture that that something like this could happen, and you get a cultist figure out of a fucking not even good like reality TV star, not even like a he's not yeah. even that interesting. Or, Donald Trump's not even that interesting or like that captivating or anything. He's a horrible liar. See right yeah. through his fucking yeah. lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone that believes his fucking lies, it's like, dude, stay away from a fucking used cars dealer. You know, I mean, Keep a distance from a fucking bullshit. You know, I'm, I'm just, ama- I'm amazed at like people's just like, well, yeah, he's the shit. It's like, what the fuck is going it's, on? I've never are you impressed been by system. anything about this guy? He's a fucking draft dodging coward. Yeah. <laughs> He, he he won't he doesn't take the blame for anything. If anything fucks up on his watch, he doesn't go, Oh shit, I fucked up. <clears throat> no, it's, it's this guy or that guy. It's, it's, yeah. it's all it's all he he's the biggest chicken shit. And it's, that's what I that's the most amazing thing about the whole MAGA like like thing is like these wannabe tough guys think he's this like tough guy and he's he's a little fucking bitch. He's tall, dude, he's a bitch. He's a tall bitch. Dude, Chris yeah. Chris Aiken could slap him. Oh, him. Chris Aiken would fuck him up. Chris Aiken would slap Mini him. Me would fuck him up, dude. He would run away from Mini Me and fucking hide behind Pence. I fucking guarantee it, dude. Send Mini Me in there if he was still alive. Oh my some God. nunchucks. It's I'd like to it's see been... Ed Sheeran punk him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. 
He's <laughs> like the most unassuming, not terrifying and, human you could fucking imagine. And just the crybabiness of it all, and the whole like oh, they can't it's a, it's a crying. The it's the crying for me. It's the yeah, crying. It's the like, biggest snowflake fucking fags. It, it, it's just it, they're just such. It's just that I can't believe like you know these tough guys are being such crybabies about losing. Was it was very ob- obviously a fair election. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's been. Uh, it was so. It was so looked over. Donald Trump was so saying this election was going to be rigged anyways before exactly. that. Wouldn't you think he put all these things in place? When he when he be on top of like making sure it wasn't rigged, you know? Instead, well, all he tried to do was like the fuck only plan up, was just to claim it was. I mean, that was his only plan to claim that it was rigged. I yeah. mean, that's he didn't have a fucking plan. He didn't have a plan for healthcare. He doesn't have a plan for the economy. No. He doesn't have a plan for a fucking thing besides the fact that everything's not his fault and it just blamed the Democrats. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. It. Which, yeah. There's a lot Which to he was up until guys, what, 10 years know? ago? Yeah. I mean, well, until so. he became the real racist old kook that he is. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny. If you, if you, if you watch old interviews of Trump from like the late 80s, he talks about if he really got into politics, he would need to run as a Republican because yep. of the religious views and they're like, they're sheep basically and that they're the easiest, you know, party to, you know, they'd be the easier one to compromise and to mm-hmm. get in. And, and dude, it's just been amazing to see Donald Trump, this like total adulterer fucking scumbag, like become the head of that, want to be you know righteous religiously righteous party you know that's just so hypocritical and like it just shows power corrupts anything and people will do anything for you know he was famous so i think the fame is like exciting to these fucking nerdy fucking republicans they're like oh he's a famous guy well i'm like and like, and, and it's like it's it's like going like oh look he he talks about us yeah hey hey he mentioned he mentioned our county the other day he tweeted about us, you know. He tweeted and, about us. And he, he tweeted. He's honestly, he's the closest thing like conservatives have to like an insult comic, you know. Because yeah. most, there's not a lot of great comedy in right wing circles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically their Jeffrey Ross. Missing. Like, yeah. he's their yeah. roastmaster general. <laughs> he is. He's one yeah. step, he's one step below like your mama's. He, he's he's the he's the white trash version of your mama's so fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? it's just it's and it just and i guess it speaks to people that, that speaks to some people some people are very impressed by that so yeah. it's fucking amazing dude it's sure. been revealing if nothing else has been very revealing this whole yeah, i think we all learned five a lot six in the years last four years man i mean yeah i you know have... and then when you think about it it's like you know when you grow up in that world of those those guys do a lot of those guys are lifelong fucking politicians they went to yale harvard all these fucking uptight you know, like we don't, you know, like for to have someone come in and say wild shit that you would, you would love to say to somebody, but would never yeah. fucking do it because I might have to work with them later or whatever. And then to have someone come in and just fucking throw insults and say kind of halfway yeah. funny shit every once in a while. And it's like, dude, he becomes a fucking, you know, I see how he became a hero to a bunch of like, well, like, like if you remember like, like the, uh, the like just dorks you know he's a hero for dorks you know oh totally exactly that's exactly what it was and if you were if you remember like the uh, run-ups to the 2016 election the republican you know debates it was just kind of fucking funny like he oh, was yeah. just like he was tearing those guys apart yeah. and I, I at the time i thought he was just going to basically um not even go all the way i thought he was going to just go through the debates kind of stir up all this shit and then just kind of quit, you know? And so I was kind of like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Like, I was kind of loving it. And then it just became yeah. this real thing. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck? How is this even real? 
you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's been surreal. I mean, let's just hope that things get on a better path. You know, there's, there's a lot of right wingers that are probably watching this that like strung out. And I don't know if they do anymore. They probably don't. I don't care. You know, a lot of these motherfuckers, like I, we don't want like Nazis coming to our shows and we don't want people that support any fascist sort of ideas. And if you're for, if you vote for Trump the first time, all right, dude, like, that's kind of dumb enough, but like, yeah. if you've learned something like whatever, man, get, get over it. And, and, but if you're still fighting this fucking thing and you want this civil war and all this shit, we don't want you coming to our fucking show. Yeah. Like, we don't fucking want you at our Keep fucking show. Get tattoo covered up. Yeah, dude. I think, I think it's safe. For, I think I can speak for the band on this, that we don't want like, right so. like <laughs> fucking Trump trucks fucking showing up at Trump shows. And shit, so. Well, they have, they have the Trump flag and then the strung out flag on the back of the truck. Yeah, that's <laughs> confusing, dude, because they're out there. There are like strung out fans oh, that are Trump everywhere. Fans. I've encountered them, and it's like, it's hard to, I mean, just, you know, I never want politics to be like a thing where like it defined who I hung out with or anything. Like, yeah. It never really has. It never has until it's become this like full fucking, this I don't even know, dude. It's, it's just the cult, the cult of it. And, and, it just the, the the anger behind it all, and the, you know, it's just like white man rage. You know, well, like that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the last, it's the dying fucking generation's yeah. last chance. Well, yeah, you know it's the mean? it's the it's the kids that have been waiting for their ultimate revenge. You know, yeah. You but know? it's like my demographic. It's like yeah. white males between like. 35 and 60 that like have a high school education <laughs> like, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. what the fuck like we all grew up in the same shit like how the fuck do you see this it's... guy as an acceptable i mean when he won if he had done the right shit i would have been like maybe Dude, he, he could have he had the chance covid yeah. hit covid hit he could have fucking given everybody two thousand dollars a month and said covid is real yeah wear a fucking mask Let's yeah. save some lives. Totally. Right. Yeah. He he won. Won. All he, he had to won. do. I mean, he would have won that election. All he had to do, I would have yeah. fucking voted for him. Yeah. If he had clamped down and really made an impact and kept it, like, as a, you know, but instead he just dodged it. It's all been denial. Yeah. And you can't have a leader fucking doing that. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck what country it is. Like, you can't have a. You can't leader. have a leader in any way, shape, or form. Like, you can't have a store manager. You can't have a fucking, you know, you can't have a a band manager you can't have a fucking tour manager you can't have these people that are just like oh yo fucking uh i'm uh no this isn't my fault it's uh his fault right yeah dude. Like, well no your job is to fucking make the decision yeah yeah but yeah well i made him make the decision it's like it's a, yeah. why do you why the fuck does he want this fucking gig why would like, you yeah, want it's just legacy dude. it's legacy yeah. that's it I, yeah. I mean, i'm so confused by it though because it's just like yeah. He and he always like, talks about how his, how great his life was like before it, and obviously he did have everything going on. Like, why the fuck would you still want this? But it's 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 to you know basically hide from I think a lot of the legal shit that's coming his way. Is, honestly, is, man, like I think he's at a point where he's bought into his own bullshit for many many years. He really <laughs> truly believes right. that. I think in his heart of hearts, he truly fucking believes he is the god king, and he's the only one that's going to make it better. Like. You know, when yeah. you start, like, like look at, like, the Scientology, Weird, like, your David Miscavige. Uh, you know, these guys have completely bought, or any Joel Olstein, any sort of wild religious leader, they've bought into this bullshit. And at their core, they're fucking wrong. But they don't, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you can't see they believe it. it, though. You just can't yeah. see it, you know? Yeah. And it'll never, nothing, I thought maybe for a half, half a second after he got COVID that, 
you know, maybe it'll humble him a bit. And then, you know, I immediately realized, right. <laughs> you know, nope, nope, no, nope, there's nope. no, there's no, there's no changing the dude. And he's his yeah. own worst enemy. He always has been his own worst enemy. And that's mm-hmm. always been the thing where it's like, whatever happens, like he's going to kind of do himself in. And it just sucks. It, it became this big of a fucking, this, this whole pandemic thing is like the last thing we needed to test his, you know, his capability. Real leadership <laughs> skills, yeah. Okay. But, well, so, you know what though? I mean, either... is, man. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right now. No. So, so Trump, Trump has, Trump has one way to save his legacy and that is to unlock some alien secrets. That's where yeah. I was going. Yeah. So, That's true. So That's true. if, if Trump was to unlock the biggest alien secret, what do you think that is? What's what is the biggest alien secret the American government is hiding that we don't know about? Wow. Do you, that, do you know one? Do you know anything about the aliens? I do. <laughs> I don't know anything actually. I can imagine maybe we're living on the moon and the moon is Earth. Oh, snap. oh, oh snap. Maybe there's that. I no, did you see that in the actual um bin, the uh, uh package that they passed? There's a hundred and eighty day countdown countdown written in it for full disclosure for aliens really yeah in the fucking stimulus package in that five thousand page fucking thing there (laughs) there is some sort of written statements in there that are counting down from inauguration day 180 fucking days to full disclosure for aliens wow it's in the fucking it's in the stimulus package dude so that's gonna gonna come out and that's the crazy part is like you know, whatever happens with Trump, whether we're in the middle of a fucking war or Biden's president and trying to get control, uh, Corona down, like, I can't wait, dude. <laughs> I want to see yeah. that shit so bad. And I'm not sure that yeah. aliens are going to come down and be like, hey, we're here. But I, I think, think there's a point gonna happen. where they're, they're going to start the releasing skin, the information. All the skin is going to melt off of the aliens that are already here. Mm. And the crab people will come out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a mix of Bay Live, Mars Attacks. It's going to be all the... Bay Live, Mars Attacks, South Park. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be so great. So, yeah, I'd be so happy. I'm ready to read the books. Well, with all the the exposure that's been coming out, you know, those documentaries, that that, uh, Phenomenon one, I don't know if you've seen that one, but it is fucking pretty. It's all with top military officials that are reporting on the instances they've had and shit like that. And it's like high up ranking military officials. It's not like random fucking Joe Blow who's been abducted and all that stuff. It's it's wow. all this like insane dis- disclosure stuff that's starting to really come to fruition. And with the Pentagon admitting basically like, what is it, a month ago that we have had off-world fucking vehicles, you know, or spacecraft yeah. come in to our atmosphere. Well, all those pilots, all the pilot footage. And that, that those are part like, of that documentary know, too. Declassifying and shit. That stuff's fucking gnarly. Yeah, and then you look at the stuff with uh, Area 51 with um, Bob Lazar. You know, I don't know if you've seen that. That's a fucking good one, dude. Uh, Have you yeah, seen that Bob yeah. Lazar documentary, John? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. I don't think I've seen that one either. L- look it up on Lazar. Netflix, dude. Call, look up Bob Lazar. It's called Alien something. But this dude yeah, worked, I know that name. Okay, he worked cool. at Area 51 and in the 80s came out. Uh, on um, In the 80s, he came out and started telling everyone about Basically, he was working on these fucking anti-gravity projection fucking systems and seeing all this shit. And there was an element called 115, which was the fuel source for all this shit. And they couldn't reverse engineer it. They couldn't do shit. And fucking for 30 years, they denied it. And then now it's on the periodic table. 
of elements. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, That's it's cool. fucking wild, dude. And this okay, I'll check it out. Okay. hasn't changed one time in 30 years. It ruined his life. His, his fucking social security number was erased. All wow. of his college records, every fucking place he's ever worked at has been denied that he worked there. You know uh, what I mean? So like, it's crazy, dude. Nice, dude. And, awesome, dude. Thank you. I'll check if, it out. What if I'll he's just out. an insane person? What if he's just, like, <laughs> smoked too much sherm? He's not. I mean, he's, he's just a really good storyteller. Smoked too much sherm and got cleaned up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you listen bad. to it and all always the supplemental bad. stuff, it's like, it's incredible, dude. Because the, the shit that he was saying 30 fucking years ago is starting to come out now as actual fucking fact. And it's never so, changed once. You know what so I mean? So Tiger King is going to be <laughs> yeah. a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Big thing one day. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about, Bob? Like, what the fuck is this guy fucking Bob talking about? Bob, you're crazy. There's no Tiger yeah, watch, King. Watch it, dude. It's Tiger King. Is okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Watch time. But yeah, dude, there's been there's so many things this year. Like, I've watched so much shit. Like, I watched so many of my old favorite movies. I don't like them at all anymore, which sucks. Right. Because, like, like, these are, like, my go-tos. Now I, like, can't go to them anymore, so. And then, what, like, you know, it's just like what? all Name this, like, there's just too much shit on Netflix, dude. It's, like, too much fucking shit. Like, I can't remember anything anymore. Um, Wait, what uh, movies, what movies were you watching that you can't watch now? Dude, I watched, oh, yeah, oh, you I watched know, all the Back to the Futures and Indiana Jones and all the Bill Murray movies, like anything from the basically everything that came out in the eighties. Dude, Why it's fucking eighties are kind of rough. I, watch, I, mean, I can still watch Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. What's wrong with you? I know, no, I can always watch it, but it's just like I've watched them five hundred times this year. Oh, yeah, it's not because of like political socio issues. No, no, it's, it's because. Oh, okay. If anything, I would think it's just because it's movie. like it's it's like it's it's hard to look at when you've been inundated with. Everything we're inundated with, and then if you look yeah. at it, you're like, "Wow, this does look really old." This does look. But really I do old. need some good new uh, recommendations, so yeah. very appreciated. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, if you want to go down that alien hole, dude. I mean, and I'm, yeah, I, dude, I like okay. a good conspiracy, but I try to be realistic about it. But the alien one is what I think that it's great, been a yeah. long time coming, dude. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. watched that movie. I watched that movie, The Outpost. Oh yeah, like, it's a fucking war movie. I mean, I like war movies. Bro, that movie is fucked up. Really? Is that it's the one about like, like basically like an like a fucking an outpost in Afghanistan that is like in the bottom of a valley, and it's like a true story. And I guess like the Taliban fucking attacked it. Well, I guess, I guess they did, and it's gnarly. Yeah, shit's fucking crazy, dude. Gnarly fucking... war movie. I like fucked up war movies though. I like war movies too. They're like the best. I yeah. think, like, anytime a war movie comes out, I'm like. I'm gonna go watch that shit. I don't ever want to be anywhere near war except when it's like fucking on my TV in front of me. Yeah, dude, totally. Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's gnarly. I've always been a big World War II guy, you know. So like, yeah. I grew up watching this all that shit with my grandpa. So just huge on yeah. that. Dude, Became a big yeah. war movie so guy. So good. But um, all right, dude. Well, fucking what uh, what do you got going on? Uh, yeah. So fucking, we got shit going on because it's fucking. Yeah, I'm just- good. Just trying to like record a lot of music, like everything. Are you doing lessons? Are you giving out? Are you doing lessons right nowadays? Or I not? have been. Yeah, I took a little break over the holidays, but I've been doing um just through Skype and stuff like that. So right. yeah, just you can just hit me up at jakeatstringout.com and uh, you know set up lessons that way and stuff like that. But it's been cool, you know. I I love interacting. At least that I'd rather do lessons in person. Yeah. But, uh, this is a cool way to still interact with people and then pass on some stuff and you learn from them as well. You know, it's always a very cool thing just to play music 
at any capacity with, you know, new people and get them inspired, get them stoked on what you're doing. And I can show them the little secrets that I've figured out over the years from, you know, just getting to tour and getting to watch so many great players and shit like that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah it's dude. always like, dude, it's so good to be on tour with another band and like a guy that just really has some weird tricks that you don't know. And you're like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. Then you spend the whole tour just picking his brain, <laughs> you know, you're trying to figure totally out what the fuck are you doing, man, you know. Well, a lot of those dudes, cool. like, you can't really talk to them because they're kind of crazy people, you know. Like, yeah. some of the best, like, shredders are, like, a little bit out there. So, it's, like, you got to kind of just, like, watch them from afar and, like, study mm-hmm. them like a, like, a, like a lion or a giraffe, you know. Well, and they and can't like, explain okay. themselves either, probably. Yeah, you know? and they'll, yeah. like, get, if I start asking them shit, they, like, clam up and they, like, get sheepish so they don't want to, like, really talk about what they do. So, you almost need to, like, kind of you know, but dude, early on, like any tour with like No Effects and Lagwagon and like Warren from the Vandals, to watch that dude every night was just like insane. Like, yeah. how's this guy doing? What the fuck he's doing? You know? Yeah, that guy. I watched um, I watched uh, Sweating the Oldies the other day. Just like it used to be my favorite fucking video yeah. ever. I watched it daily when I was a kid, man, and still so fucking impressive with that guy, man. And Josh oh, Free's on. Yeah. I mean, they're all good, but Josh the whole and Warren is, so is ridiculous. Sick. I mean, dude, I was uh, I watched School of Rock the other day mm-hmm. or yesterday, day before yesterday, with the kid. And did you know that uh, Warren Fitzgerald is Jack Black's writing partner? In- I knew he was involved in that, and uh, Matt yeah. Hyde recorded a lot of that stuff. I think. Oh really? Uh, Matt yeah, was like stories about that session. Like we were, we, I was, we were watching the, you know, the closing, the closing credits. You know, and it's a, it's a song written by Jack Black, Warren Fitzgerald. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. I fucking looked <laughs> it up, and it was like, yeah, he was in like he was in like the earliest cr- cr- incarnations of Tenacious D. And oh, really? Was like their I'm writing. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's such a like he's so well well rounded as a player and just yeah. like a musician. So, yeah, dude, that makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you yeah, have yeah. any other other like over the years touring like musicians that you've seen that just like would you would never expect just blow you out of the fucking water? Well, you know, you just come across like uh, when we first saw the Living End play that Australian band. We were down there and we 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 were booked by like the same people that managed them. So we went and saw them play at this small little like it was like a Christmas party. And dude, I could not believe how good that guitar player Chris Cheney was and is you know yeah. but back then this is like the late 90s and he was just playing like brian setzer meets like billy joe meets like you know van eddie van halen it's just like he was fucking just such a great player all around and you know not that i ever could emulate what he was doing at all he's like a whole universe yeah, away but, level. i love that but just to like see that that you could do that you know and that there's no limits and you can I, I always like fusion i like fusing different scenes and styles and I think that's the only way to really sort of be in, 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 you know, an individual or be somewhat original is to, you just have to, because we all just have 12 notes to work with, you know, it's a limited palette that you get as, as a musician. So, yeah. and, but, and especially in rock and roll, it's like what hasn't been done. But I think when you confuse things and you confuse the punk rock energy with like that, that rockabilly, Brian Setzer, you know, Chuck Berry on steroids meets Van Halen guitar. Like that was just like such a cool thing. And, we oh, got yeah. to tour them a little bit after that. So that, that was incredible to see Chris play up close. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't ever take lessons from him or anything. I wish I had. I wish I'd, like, cornered him. You know, I wish yeah. I'd, like, got wasted and been like, show me everything. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. Show me the whole thing. Well, like, but, are you are you a main songwriter for Strung Out? I mean, you do, do a lot of the writing? 
we're all pretty equal, you know, uh, as far as but like, like what's your, what's your process? Like, do you, I mean, do you have a riff in your head all the time that you develop off of, or do you, I mean, how do you, how do you attack it usually, you know, do, do you just Generally, play mindlessly? Yeah. Like, I play mindlessly until something catches my attention. And then I start yeah, well, figuring I'll sit down and like, on that. Whenever I'm playing, like I'll sit down and I'll start like playing stuff. I I'm going through, you know, either, either stuff I'm learning or stuff. I, I know that I'm just keeping up in shape. So I'll go through like eruption. I'll go through like all my Randy road stuff. I'll go through like Metallica, you know, a lot of songs just to stay in, in form. And then I'll just kind of start dicking around and noodling around and, Sometimes it's like you hear something in what you're playing. You're like, oh, cool. I hear something cool in that. What else? And a lot of times it's just like these weird things that just kind of write themselves. Yeah. You know, like just you're playing and like it just becomes this thing you hear and then you just kind of know where to take it. You hear where to take it. And sometimes in the process of trying to go where you hear it to go, it goes somewhere else. And mm-hmm. but that's but it's a better direction. You know, if it's not better, I'll go and keep trying to find that thing I hear. So it's it's sort of like those different ways of just playing noodling around um and then like write a riff i like i'll usually record it because i a lot of times that initial conception of it even if it's not like maybe the cleanest performance there's something quirky about that original riff that you liked that that stuck out to you that made it somewhat different or maybe you want to like keep working on it and um sometimes if i don't record it immediately i'll exactly the rhythm i don't remember exactly the, the way like something and I'll play it more in just like a standard four, four or something. And I'll, I'll know I'm missing something. So now I try to always record that initial conception because mm-hmm. you, you're saving that original idea and then you can always relearn it and, and clean it up. And, but at least you have it saved. So, yeah. and I'm talking just like on my iPhone, you know, yeah, just that's like what the, I, I record like just on, you know, I'll record on my phone and dude, I'll, I'll scroll through and just go back through old recordings and riffs. And you're like, I don't, what was I? Where the fuck was I when I was doing that? I don't even know how I did yeah, it. I don't sure. know where I am. I'm not sure what key. Yeah. It was. What fucking tuning was I in that day? Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. well, no. Some, it, I be, I've learned it's better to do video actually because sometimes I can't figure out what I what I'm listening to. Isn't that weird? I, I, I wrote it. I recorded it, and now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, was I <laughs> E? Was I in D? Because I won't be in D. Because if I'm in D, I'll like I won't be like right with it. It's like where the fuck is this? <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like you got to sort of like. If I could film myself playing it, then at least I know exactly the position I'm in and where my fingers are, so I could like determine a little better. Oh, I'm just out of tune, you know, yeah. with where I recorded it. You know? I'm always so it's envious true. when you meet a guy that like literally can hear it and then play it immediately. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, but I, I like, I jumped in playing bass for a band for a while, and I, I went in the recording. It's like I'm okay, bass player, dude. I can play. I, obviously, I'm a guitar player, but I play bass. And I went and I, I had to film the dude playing bass. You know what I mean? And I'm, I filmed every song because I was like, there's just no way I'm going to be able to listen. To all. And it was pretty technical shit, you know? Like, And so after watching him play it, at least know he's in this area. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so much easier for me, you know? For sure. For sure. Having that little bit of a visual reference and guide can yeah. can help out in that. So, But a lot of times I remember the riff pretty good, just like, little things it's like where the fuck did i play that like that doesn't sound right here you know so mm-hmm. you know I've been, I've been i've been doing that more but yeah just trying to save all this shit i i have a ton of ideas you know like we definitely have enough material to like get together and write like a full record probably but um i think this time off is is a gift in a lot of ways for for artists to to be able to take more time and and hopefully 
be working on your craft right now and come out of this way better than you were going into this as far as the performer. And then hopefully you're doing some really intense writing right now because we're, we're, no one's under the gun to get anything out, which is usually an issue with making a record. Like you have that mm-hmm. timeline. So everyone's like, fuck, we need it done in three weeks. Yeah. So everyone's like, you know, super like, I feel our last record was kind of rushed. Like we, we just wrote it super quick and then went in and recorded it super quick. And I feel like it's cool, but, and I, at, at the time I was like, oh, it's cool. It's, we're getting a very immediate, you know, capture of where we're at right now. And, and it is that, but it's also just not as developed as I feel it really could have been or should have been. So, mm. so you know, I, I, I like the fact that you can really take this time to, to, to vet out some music and really take your time with it. And we've recorded four new musical pieces. We sent them to Jason. And I think he's writing to a few of those. So hopefully, you know, we'll record one or two of those in the next couple months. But um, there's no rush. And so, you know, let's let's make it the best it can be. Let's not, you know, let's really make sure these songs are, are fucking home runs. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it's the musician's curse, dude. I mean, it's it's so hard to be incredibly happy with anything you really fucking put out. You know what I mean? Because by, yeah, by the time you by the time you record the album fucking put it out it's you know six months a year later now you're playing yeah. it live and now you're doing something that's fucking totally cooler you know what I mean? yeah like, oh, man i wish i could have went back and did that or you know, god forbid mm. you get a sound that you didn't like you know the mix isn't where you wanted it and it is under that timeline you're just like fuck man like yeah. i can you know hopefully if a good musician is their own worst enemy you know most of the time well I you know think. yeah i mean it's, it's pretty rare there's a couple of our albums that i'm more happy with than the others and things like that but yeah, dude, it's, it's definitely, uh, a lot of the times it's like a sonic thing. Like, I think the music is cool. I, I think we did a good so- job with the songs, but like in the production, things aren't what they should have been. Right. You know, right. And that's, that's out of my hands. All I can do is be like, hey, can we hear more of this? Can I hear more of that? And so are the other guys who are saying that. And it's up to the engineer to balance all that and, and the producer to, to mix it and try to make everyone happy and also do what they think is best. So it's, 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 yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing, you know, to deal with. And, and yeah. you're very rarely going to make a record that everyone in the band is like happy with right. or everybody at the label is happy with or whatever. So, but you know, we do pretty well in that regard. When, when, when we're in there and we're doing it, we're into it. And then when we record and when we, we mix it, we're usually happy with it at the time. And then it's like a few months later, you're like, yeah. gosh, shit, like, why does it sound like shit now? <laughs> yeah, know? that's when the doubt starts to creep in. Do you guys yeah. have a consistent like engineer or studios or producer that you work with at all, or is it? No, we kind of go between. Like, we've kind of gone between back and forth. Like, we used Matt Hyde for two records in a row, and I think mm-hmm. he he got some of the best stuff out of us. Uh, we used Cameron Webb for two records that were like spaced apart. Used Donald Cameron for a couple things spaced apart. Ryan Green for a couple things, and then some other guys. So, uh, you know, yeah, there's been a variety. Like, I think we've, we've jumped around with producers way more than the average band. Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of bands stick with, like, one dude or two guys, and that's cool. But I think, I don't know, I mean, maybe it's just because we're always trying to, look get something new out of what we're doing, some new inspiration, some new guideline, guidance. I don't know. But we've, yeah. we've not, nothing against anyone we've ever worked with, but we just generally don't like to go right back and do another thing with that same person. You know, well, when you're talking about longevity, you know, when you're talking about longevity like you guys have, you know, you're, what, fucking 20, 30 years almost? Yeah, almost 30. 30 years. Yeah, you know, so it's like you got to be able to change it up. But, I mean, having that relationship with an engineer or producer is so important before you even start the recording. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's hard. I For me, it would be it hard to meet some dude 
at the studio and be like, okay, let's start, you know, like I'd have to have some sort of awareness idea, you know, some Mm -hmm. sort of relationship built in my mind, you know, I mean, I mean, it's it's been a little bit of that where we, we kind of will do pre-production with some of these guys where we'll meet them and and, and get a feel for them at practice. They'll come out to a rehearsal for weeks Mm -hmm. at a time and we'll go through all the songs and we'll rearrange the songs with them and, and take their two cents and really, you know, try to make the songs better. So in that process, you get a feel for, okay, is this the right guy? You know? And yeah. there's been some dudes where it's like, Oh cool. This is insane. Like, you know, right off the bat, these songs are better now. Mm-hmm. And then other people it's like, eh, it's all right. I don't know if I like it better. Let's, let's see, you know? And then, yeah. so there's all different degrees of that, you know? And, and, uh, but I, I like having that outside mediator, you know, that, that sixth member that can listen to it objectively and, and not have anything attached to any one of the songs, because what, like I was saying, we're all pretty equal writers in the musical department where myself, Chris and and Rob each write like four to five songs per record, you know, and then Mm -hmm. um, Jordan and now RJ just, you know, put all their, when we get together, they put all their um, energy and creative element into, you know, structuring the arrangements and helping us with the arrangement ideas. And then Jason comes in, and we'll listen to what we've done. And then he'll put in his ideas about what, you know, should we make the verse longer or shorter and right. any sort of things like that, any changes, but sometimes it can be too many cooks in the kitchen for sure. It can yeah, be too many people. The song can be, in my opinion, fucking great and worked out. And sometimes that happens in like a half hour. Sometimes right. you write something that's fucking perfect. It's magic. And then it can easily get fucking derailed and, and, and just thrown into some weird curve by yeah. too many people going, well, what about this? What, what about this? We'll change that and put that here. And then it's just like, now you forget what the fuck it did in the first place, which was amazing. And uh, now it's just this weird clusterfuck. And so I like having that, that outside guy that can be like, okay, look, it's, it is good as it is, or it does need more, but that producer should be better than anyone in the band that like yeah. arrangement and writing. And you shouldn't be working with a dude that's like not as good as, that's not going to bring something to the, to the group and the, and the overall chemistry that, that, you know, isn't a big improvement, you know, it's, oh, it should be- I couldn't be more frustrated with someone that would, has no fucking frame of reference for what you're doing. Just throwing yeah. ideas in because he has a name to throw ideas in on, you know, that would drive me fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah. You and know? you know, but, some, and for me, it's like, whatever serves the song, totally, whatever serves totally. the song wins, you know what I mean? But, you know, and then within the, that realm, it's like some producers don't really ask much of you. Like, you go in and they're like, okay, it's fine. And like, really? Is it yeah. is it great? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, okay, that's cool. I'll put it down. And it's like, I don't know. Like, or they'll be like, what can you do that's better? It's like, well, I can lay down a few ideas, but what do you think I could do? Because I, I, I don't want you to just push buttons. I want you to right. try to bring something out of me and out of the song that's better than what I'm bringing you. And some guys do that. Like Matt Hyde is pretty much the best of the best that I've worked with as far as going, okay, I see what you want. This is what I would do to get there. And like, he'll, he, he can, he knows theory like a million times more than me. And he's not like a shredder, but he can like show me where to put my fingers and then I'll play the riff that way. And it's like, it totally is what I was going for. Right. And he just hears it immediately. And it would have taken me like a half hour to figure it out, you know? So, so there's dudes like that that are just right on it and they fucking hear what you want, you know, what, what it should be. And, but sometimes then sometimes though, then you run the risk of them, like almost writing the record for you. You know, right. so, so there's, there's, there's a boundary to all of it. You know, I, I like a lot of that. I like a dude that's going to dig and Kyle Black was interesting working with him. He was just like, we, we laid it down. We're like, this is cool. He's like, okay, like let's replay it again. It's like, wait, what? We're going to replay the bridge again. And it's like, he just kept 
doing things over and over and over with us to where it, it honestly was on the edge of fatigue where we were kind of like, dude, like we've spent like three days on this fucking bridge. Like it's good, dude. Yeah. Like, but, every, but every time we did that, he got something great out of it that he would just take and he would take these little bits of everything. And it was like the most inefficient way. And I love you, Kyle. Right. I'm not trying to be mean, but it was inefficient in the fact that we just threw everything at the fucking wall. And then at the end of the day, he was able to construct this because we had all the time in the world when we worked with Kyle. He had his own studio. We had like, we were supposed to go in for like a month and it ended up being like a six month uh, mm-hmm. recording, you know, because he had other projects that were coming up and then we had a tour that came up and some things. So it just kept getting extended and it wasn't a big, big deal because he had his own place. So we, because of that, we could, we could live with that. We could live with that record. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the transmission Alpha yeah. Delta record. We could right. live with it and come back and work on it more in two weeks and keep improving it and keep doing little at a time. And at the time we were kind of like, are we insane? Like this thing fucking should have been done months ago. Like, but, but we got such, in my opinion, it's my favorite record. It's, it's our best sounding record, I think. And it doesn't sound Frankenstein together. It sounds mm. real to me. Like I love, I'm amazed. I love when that, I record. that record. I'm like, fuck, this is, I'm always oppressed. Like, and whenever I put it on, I'm blown away. Yeah at just the production and like the life of the record. It just sounds alive to me where other records of ours. Thank you. That was a, that was, that was a fun, that was a fun record to tour on. Yeah. When those songs, when you guys started playing those songs live for the first time and stuff like that. And then we did that album tour. Yeah. Like those songs just, they just hit differently. Yeah. It's It's like, it's like, it's like strung out doing something just, it's a little not strung out. But it was kind of a step up. It was, it, it was like Exile and Oblivion. We've had these few records in our career, like yeah. Twisted by Design, Exile and Oblivion, that one, that yeah. are kind of like landmark records, and they're kind of like these big growth records. And that yeah. record was our first record we did in five years. So that was the longest no, yeah, yeah. ever taken in between. Everything's always been like two to three years. That record was like 2009 was when Agents came out, and then 2015 was when that came out. So... It was like six years in between records and it just, uh, you know, but we were all so excited to like do something and like it, yeah. it, we were all on the same page at that uh-huh. moment and things. So I think all that came together and made it what it is. And then Kyle's insane studio, you know, demands from us, which at the time were crazy, I felt, but, you know, I love it. And I really want to work with Kyle again because I feel he got something that was gnarly and like yeah. in a more efficient manner, you know, I think right, we can do right. it in, in a month things, and a half. It's one of those things like, like, like you, like you almost got beaten and like when you were, when it was happening, you're like, I feel like I'm just getting beaten the whole time. And, like, <laughs> and then when it's over, you're like, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what I've always heard about um that Matt Bales dude that from, uh, he did a lot old Mastodon records and shit. Big engineer from Seattle. I think he was in minus nice. the bear. But that guy, our friend's ancestors recorded with him, and they fucking, I mean, maxed their budget out to get there, and this guy fucking tortured them the whole time. Yeah. I mean, just for fucking weeks, and, you know, by the time they were done, they were so happy with the record, but he's all, I've yeah. never had someone do that to me ever right. in the studio. Like, I've played something 25 fucking times, he's like, one more time. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, no, it's, You know what I mean? It, but like, it, it's brutal, but it gives results. I yeah. love that. I want that. I want to be beat to death. I want yeah. to be 
completely challenged on my instrument and, and, and fucking called out. And I want to be made someone that I'm not, that is better than what went in there. You know, right. I want to grow from the experience and I don't want to come out of there going, well, that was easy. And that was, you know, whatever yeah. I can do that. I feel, I don't know. Sometimes I feel that I come out of a recording. I'm like, I could have even done all this shit better. It's like, really? I'm done now. Like, so, so yeah, like it's just, uh, that was a rare case of everything sort of just being the right, all of that and um but you and know you were ready I for the challenge you know you're ready for the challenge yeah. at that point you know like some some people don't i respond really well to shit like that you know what i mean that tough love fucking yeah you know but some guys are just little fragile fucking snowflakes and it's like oh you yeah. talk to someone and they're like, oh, i can't fucking see you know it's like oh my for god sure, for sure sense. yeah you're fucking mad with, uh... good now we're all mad let's get it done you know everyone deals with pressure differently you know yeah. and some people excel under pressure and others crumble under pressure it's kind right. of a, a either or and you know matt hyde was incredibly demanding and in, in that he expects he's very quick he hears things and knows exactly what he wants it to be and what it mm -hmm. should be and um he's very fucking quick and if you're not as quick as him he gets frustrated so mm. i witnessed that in in different ways within our group and i'm sure everyone he works with you know where certain people are able to flow and they, they catch on and they fucking roll and that's when things are really fucking moving mm. and then other people bog down and they get frustrated and then they get fucking then they, they start playing shittier and then and then he gets more frustrated so it's like mm -hmm. it can snowball so you really just got to be prepared dude i mean if yeah. you're going in the studio with a hardcore badass fucking musician producer you gotta be ready or you should be ready for whatever they throw at you and to be able to answer that and to right. be able to learn from it and excel under it and you know i've always tried to learn from every experience and do my best and i feel like I've, I've, I've graduated with each record to another level yeah. but um you know and i think each of us have but it's like there's certain things where it's like you know that the pressure it can it can be counterproductive it's just, I guess, how you take it, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I drill a metronome. I'm always playing everything to a metronome at home. Do you which really? Is, wow. I oh, constantly. It, it's like, I feel it's yeah. a waste of time for me to play if I don't have it on almost. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's weird because you hear the, the exact opposite from guys like Steve Albini, who are like, I'm a fucking engineer. If you come in yeah. to record a record with me, you better have the fucking record done. Because I'm recording it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not getting oh, yeah. feedback. Sometimes. You're not getting fucking like Neurosis records with him ex extensively. And that fucking band yeah. will hammer a record for a year before they even step foot into that dude's studio. And he's like, yeah. they come in, they fucking bang the record out exactly how they want it, and they leave. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's like, what a great engineer, that's that's the difference. Yeah. A great engineer will just do what you want. You know, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll track it. They'll make it your tone sound the best they can. Mm -hmm. And they'll give you back what you lay down. So I guess that you're, yeah, that's a good point. An engineer is very much that. And a producer mm -hmm. is very much, I'm going to shape you. He's, and... the, he's the, he's the, he's the outside member of the band. You basically, yeah. invited, you invited mm -hmm. another member in for. For sure. For, and, and so a lot of dudes we worked with have, you know, they're hard on one or hard on the other. Some are in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I kind of like it to be at least in the middle, you know, yeah, I like to get some bit. feedback. I really do. Yeah. Um, and uh, also some of the dudes with like Rob's kind of a producer himself. You know, John, as yeah. far as you probably witnessed, Rob, yeah. he, when he knows he likes something, he knows oh, what he likes. <laughs> and yeah, he has an ear for drums that yeah. it's, it's oh, extraordinary. Yeah. His, his ear for drums, like when we're writing songs, he, and, and, and you know, I, I, I always try to let the drummer kind of just do what they want to my riffs. Like, here's my riff, play what you want, make it fast. 
you know, yeah. make it fast and yeah. make this part yeah. slow. But uh, Rob will be very like, I hear this beat, I hear this pattern. And, and, but, and that's really great. And I respect yeah. the hell out of that. I respect the fuck out oh, yeah. of that. That's what they want. It isn't in there just like, you know, not fucking making the calls and just like jamming. I hate a fucking endless jam. I can't fucking deal with yeah, just yeah. a never ending jam. I, I like shit to be orchestrated and like, uh, yeah. I like, you know, like an arrangement. So Rob is great, but it can be a little bit intense with Rob. And then if you have the producer also in there and then, so you have to have, yeah. I, I can work with the producer very well because I'm like, dude, it's cool. I just, you know, I'm just in charge of my guitar department right. and here's my vague idea for the rest of my song. The rest of you guys make it rap, you know, mm-hmm. and the Rob is much more, he's got a vision. He can demo it and play all those parts and do the song and just put it out himself, you know, yeah, like he knows right. it that well. So, yeah. so that's where like, you know, but, but it's always a good thing. You know, I think you want to have members in, in the studio that can come at all different angles, you know, yeah. it creates the best strung product. Out, strung out yeah. definitely has that, uh, like, like the, like I said, it ha- it's, it's good to have Rob, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's probably, it's, it's, I, I always feel bad for like the producer or the engineer that has to deal with it or yeah. like the sound guy, our sound guy at the, at the show, you know what I mean? Like I, I, but I'm also, I'm always like, Hey man, he fucking gives such a fuck about the product. Well, that's yeah. the thing, you, you know, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. he when cares he so them. fucking much mm-hmm. that, and that's how he gets it done. And yeah. this is baby. So and I appreciate it, but like imagine if all five of us were were like that. Oh, you know? oh no, exactly. <laughs> it would be so, so yeah, it's a good thing. You gotta have a, a it's it's all the chemistry, you know. It's like we are this nucleus of whatever, you know, the five of us are, you know, and yeah. you change any of those factors and the whole chemistry of the of the thing is different. And right. you know, you've seen the difference with Jordan and RJ with that, you know with yeah. that chemistry change yeah. and it would, it would be the same in any way, you know, you didn't know Jim Cherry when he was in the band, but that was a different chemistry as yeah. well. So. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, you know, it's always, it's been interesting, man. I've been there the whole time to see it. It's been, it's always, know, uh, it's always cool. interesting, you know, mm-hmm. good. Okay. It's good. It's needed. It's, it's a healthy balance. Like, it is. No one is exactly the same. Well, somehow it's working still 28 years later, 29 or whatever. <laughs> right. Question about so. <laughs> it's working sometimes, but it's working. It's just like, we it, we're together. just jammed in the hole, you know. <laughs> we're, 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 it's dysfunctional. It's not a smooth operating machine. It's it's, it's clogged. <laughs> no. But the pipes are so clogged. Fun. It's so much fun, though. I miss it. I can't wait till we can get back on the road. Yeah. yeah oh no, fuck, no. dude. It's gonna. Can you imagine, dude? Can you even? It's not gonna. I don't even know, dude. Like I don't even know how to plan for like it to come back. It's it's not gonna just be okay. We're everyone. You know, van calls 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out at the van with a hazmat suit on. I'll be yeah. fucking spraying everyone down as they get <laughs> in the van. I'll have a fucking yeah. like the mask thing is probably still gonna be a thing. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be more like you know it's up to you if you want to wear it or not. Like I don't know. Oh, it yeah. all depends on how fucking effective this fucking shot is. You know, yeah. it really is. I see, man. I have, I have a handful of friends that have taken it and. You know, they they said they don't feel any side effects, and you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it's it's a two shot process. So my yeah. buddy's a nurse, and he's like, I'm at like seventy four percent fucking, uh, you know, coverage right now. By the time I get the next one, it'll be ninety four, ninety five. I don't know, man. It'll happen. I mean, I think I think well, all, we all just have to remember this time right now, where all we wanted to do was the thing that we love to fucking do. I know. So we are know. doing it. When we are doing it, don't fucking. Don't take it for granted ever again. We're gonna be such assholes. I was guilty of it myself, you know. 
everyone's gonna forget this even happened. There's gonna be assholes who's gonna be going back <laughs> and like, everything, like fucking getting yeah. waste DUIs. Everyone's gonna get DUI the first night. But no, dude, I, I hope we all learn and hopefully this has taught us all some patience and some appreciation for all the things in our lives that we have and that we don't have that when it comes back, yeah, dude, like I don't know. Like you know, John, like we always try to appreciate being out there. And, but yeah. when you're on tour, it's like, it's this amazing thing. It's just this moment in time where sometimes you don't even, it doesn't even hit me till I'm back. No, you know? Yeah. 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 Like we're out there. We're New York today, Jersey tomorrow, Boston, you know, Chicago fucking day off at the fucking, you know, hopefully a, a holiday in with a pool, you know, holiday with like, pool with the chilies in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm never, I'm never away from all of you. I'm never, yeah. I'm never more than five feet from someone. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. We're always ever. together. Yeah, yeah. Mostly with all of you, but at least with yeah. Chris or like someone, I'm never more than I'm. I'm always in the room, or I'm yeah. in the bathroom, he's in the room. Yeah. So it's like that is just, yeah, dude. I mean, I miss it to death. I, I, I was always the person that loved the road. You know, like I'm not like one of those dudes that like fuck. I'm so burned out. I yeah. love it, dude. And you know, and the meet and greets and everything we were doing were fucking awesome. Like it was so much that was fun. such a a cool new thing that was a part of it and you know I, I really enjoyed the shit out of seeing those kids play with us and and watching them do it so yeah. i just yeah man cannot wait for all that to come back and it's i'll appreciate be, it more than ever it's, gonna be, it's yeah. gonna be sweet i can't wait to smell your feet i know it's gonna be uh, wonderful I miss it. fucking uh you know smoking bong, bong vegetarian vegan weird, taco fruit. bell yeah vegan taco bell <laughs> fucking bong yeah. loves out of weird fruits Oh, dude, we're going to make the weirdest bongs ever. <laughs> a lot more states should be fucking uh, yeah. yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fine it'll now. Be, huh? it'll, be, it'll be much more interesting. Well, I, it'll be more likely you guys will do, do Europe before you fucking do America anytime soon. Totally. Well, that's booked now in August. Europe is like August. So, oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So we'll see if things are going on in summer. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the thing. I, I yeah. guarantee Europe's going to have a more efficient – uh, vaccine program and, and they're, right. it's going to get through their population a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, going to Israel. So, they're doing 150,000 vaccines a day right now. They're right. fucking trumping everybody, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Israel, Israel might be the spot. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, well, dude, it was a fucking pleasure to have you on, man. A pleasure dude, to meet you. Thanks for having you, me, guys. Well, yeah. yeah thank, you for, thank you um, for coming, Jake. Uh, I miss yeah, you. Man. I love you. I miss you too, Good John. To I love you guys you, so much, man. I miss you guys. Thank you. It's great to meet yeah. you, my man. Where yeah, can yeah, yeah. find I'll, you uh, on the interwebs? Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you in a bit. I'll shoot you a text here in a little bit. Love you, man. All right, dudes. Have a good one. Later. Later, Jake. See you later. Bye. Bye.